politics without the soap opera with unfiltered constitutional conservative truth. The Conservative Review with Daniel Horowitz. And welcome back, fellow American patriots, to the one and only CR Podcast. This is your host, Daniel Horowitz, back in the house today for a new week of broadcast, April 11th. It is Monday morning here, and we have a lot to catch up from the weekend. But I was thinking, we used to fight in this realm to be American patriots because we fought for our country, the quality of life, quality of our country now we are quite literally fighting for our own bodily autonomy in a way we could have never imagined they are seeking to control us and make us into mind-numb robots lego pieces and this is how everything ties in everything they're doing biomedical fascism everything they're doing to create monopolies for goods and services and then the inflation the supply chain shocks, it's all part of it. You know, the 30-year fixed mortgage rate just passed 5% for the first time in over a decade, and the average price of a home went up to 511000 more than a $100,000 increase just from a year ago. So the average mortgage is now 2138 a month for an average modest home. Homes expensive. Cars not even available. Cars, think about that, the symbol of American freedom. They're keeping the ethanol mandate. Okay? Attack our food, attack our fuel. And then, of course, attack our bodies, which we're going to delve into today. You see what's going on in Shanghai. Isn't it interesting that there's no uh, solidarity? I stand with Shanghai. It's funny. There's literal genocide going on. They're starving an entire city to death. Massive city beating cruel things. They're actually beating animals that they think could get COVID or something. There's no talk about that. Why? Because people are mind-numb robots programmed to only care about what the media tells them to care about. Now, you know why they don't want to care about that, because this is what they want to do to us. Today's lockdown in China is tomorrow's in America, because the first version that they did came here eventually. Just know that's what they want to do do to us. Don't think, see, in the past, we used to look at this and say, oh, man, that's, that's just China. That's North Korea. Sure glad I don't live there. These guys want to do that to us. So today we're going to go through some of the news that we have today on them blocking treatment, on more, more on the epidemiological curves of what we see the genocide taking place with the shots. Um, so much more to talk about. There's also political stuff with tr- Trump's insane endorsement. I mean, he should be done with for anyone who calls themselves a, a patriot, America first. First, our sponsor today, iTarget Pro, they have a message for you. It's not just that crime in America is going up. We now have crime tourism from the border, okay? They come in from South America. Sometimes they come in on a tourist visa. Sometimes they come just across the border. And they come to steal stuff. That's what they do. And then they go back. Okay, there's actually a Wall Street Journal article on that from a couple weeks ago. I wanted to get into that. But thankfully, there's iTarget Pro. It's a revolutionary system that allows you to dry fire practice with your actual firearm. Anytime in the safety, privacy of your own home. No more inconvenient trips to the range. You'll save a ton on ammo, um, which is a fortune nowadays. You could practice your grip, sight alignment, trigger control. Um, It's all there. It's all muscle memory. The only thing you don't have is the recoil. So again, iTarget Pro comes in all major calibers. It's like a dummy laser bullet for your 9mm, 45 cal, also your 223 for for AR. So go to iTargetPro.com right now and save 10% plus get free shipping with offer code CR as in conservative review. It's the smartest way to stay in practice and keep it cheap. That's the letter I, targetpro.com, itargetpro.com, offer CR. So, folks, first story I wanted to get to today. Again, now that we understand what they're doing, what they're doing to us, it really is easy to understand why there was such a visceral battle against therapeutics. Because if they want us controlled by COVID and the, and, and the, and the clot shot, 
they cannot allow a way out of it. Just like they don't want you to have a car. They don't want you to have a home. They don't want you, they don't like freedom. So you cannot have medical care. We had a riveting show on Friday with Nicole Sorotek of American Frontline Nurses. If you haven't heard that show, make sure you take a listen today. Sick things they're doing, denying care to rape victims, denying care to people that need a heart transplant. And their heart was only damaged in the first place because they got the first shots. All this stuff, crazy, crazy stories. So I want to tell you, and you might have heard me mention it before, I just want to give you a sense of what is going on and how many needless people have died. Proxalutamide, okay? It's another drug that was blocked um, because they didn't want us to get treatment. But I first want to preface this with a little bit of a quote here from our buddy Yuval Harari. That is Klaus Schwab's right-hand man, and he talks about his design. He is the new God, their new design for people's bodies. Let's, let's take a listen to maybe this two-minute two clip here. In the Industrial Revolution of the 19th century, what humanity basically learned to produce was all kinds of stuff, like textiles and shoes and weapons and, and vehicles. And this was enough for very few countries that underwent the revolution fast enough to subjugate everybody else. What we're talking about now is like a second industrial revolution, but the product this time will not be textiles or machines or vehicles or even weapons. The product this time will be humans themselves. We are basically learning to produce bodies and minds. Bodies and minds are going to be, I think, the two main products of the next wave of all these uh, uh, changes. And if there is a gap between those that know to produce bodies and minds and those that do not, then this is far greater than anything we saw before in, in history. And this time, if you're not part of the revolution fast enough, then you probably become, become extinct. Once you know how to produce bodies and brains and minds, so cheap labor in Africa or South Asia or wherever, it, it simply counts for nothing. Again, I think that the biggest question, in, in maybe in economics and politics of the coming decades, will be what to do with all these useless people. I don't think we have an economic model to, for that. My best guess, which is just a guess, is that uh, food will not be a problem. Uh, with that kind of technology, you will be able to produce food for, to feed everybody. The problem is more uh, boredom and how, what to do with them and how will they find some sense of meaning in life when they are basically meaningless, worthless. My best guess at present is a combination of drugs and computer games. Okay, so you heard that. The product this time will be the humans themselves. Don't discount this, folks. They are trying to make you the robots. Okay? We are basically learning to produce bodies and minds. Again, he means that literally, not just the control with inundating with propaganda. He says the only problem is we'll have a bunch of meaningless, worthless people around. Folks, you might think this is just one lunatic, but this is the mindset of the European, American, all the Western governing elites. It's not just the World Economic Forum. This is their mindset of the ones that really have the power. So when you watch what is going on in Shanghai, just understand that they believe in this too. Now, because of the Overton window, because in China, they're used to being more um, subjugated so they can go even farther quicker. So it'll be more subtle here, but we will get there and we are getting there. That's the point. Shanghai is America in the next lockdown if we don't get working and move off the phony GOP paradigm. My father used to do a lot of business with people in China, and he, he would talk to them a lot about why, you know, 
guys, don't don't you don't you believe in freedom? Like, what's up with this? How do you go along with this? Because these were you know well to do, well educated people, and their eyes would always kind of like go blurry, kind of give you a blank look. And it was the same thing. I, I could have never imagined that. You know, because you think of very primitive people that get subjugated. And then obviously COVID fascism hit here and we saw the same thing. Like, you know, you don't have to do this. You know, masks don't work. You know, you, you, you know, do you know there's alternative treatment that actually works? And they look at you like, you know, with a blank stare. But, um, so anyway, one of these guys, so they were always very bought into this. And all of his contacts, by the way, are in Shanghai. That's where he would he would you know do business for the companies he used to work for. And one of them finally emailed him and said, for the first time, I hate my country. It's very, very interesting. Where is the solidarity with them? Now, we know why, because the corporate media is bought out by the CCP. So, of course, you know, you're going to hear about Ukraine all day. You ain't going to hear about Shanghai. But also, the other reason is because that is the next tranche. If you notice to the extent the media talks about Shanghai, they'll talk about it in terms of like, um, well, you see, that's what a real lockdown is. You see, we, we didn't do that. Meaning that's where it's headed next. But it all gets back to what Jefferson wrote in the Declaration. Mankind are more disposed to suffer while evil, evils are sufferable than to right themselves by abolishing the forms to which they are accustomed. And that's where we are now. You look at that in China. We are at the point we've gained momentum politically. People are very upset about this stuff. Now don't walk away from it. But unfortunately, the phony conservative movement is having you believe this issue is over with. It never even ended, much less to protect ourselves from the neutron of it. Again, people are being denied care. This is still happening. So I said I wanted to get to the proxalutamide story. I'll get to that, but I actually just reminded me I wanted to delve into um, China first and what's going on in Shanghai. The U.S. consulate staff, this is from Reuters, in China, helped Marines running low on rations. Marines there protecting the consulate are running low on food. What's our government doing about it? It's a Reuters article. Why isn't this the biggest story now? I'll tell you why. Because it accentuates the evil that we already know of biomedical fascism. Then people will see, wait a minute, didn't we kind of all subscribe to this? Okay, maybe not quite that extreme, but isn't this coming from a bad place and where is this headed towards? Meaning any atrocity that China commits, the media is not going to focus on it. We know that because they're owned by China, and they can't say anything bad about China. But they certainly don't want to implicate biomedical fascism. But you heard Harari, he's a Western dude. That's what they want from us, where they can control us like robots one day. Are we going to allow that to happen? Will we allow that? Now, one way to not allow that is to stop supporting the companies that are undergirding this. Almost every day we now hear of major corporations turning woke, and we're like, okay, we need to boycott them, but where do we go? When it comes to mobile service, that's one of the major services you need and rely upon that we actually do have an alternative. Patriot Mobile is America's only Christian conservative cell phone provider. They offer the same nationwide coverage as the major carriers, so you could seamlessly switch your phone uh, you get the same free service, same great service, plus the peace of mind that your money is actually supporting uh, free speech and liberty, not the opposite. They have a plan that will fit your budget. They have a great U.S.-based customer support team, so you always speak to Americans. Um, they share your values. Go to patriotmobile.com slash CR or call 972-PATRIOT. Get free activation with offer code CR. Veterans and first responders save even more, so make that switch today. PatriotMobile.com slash CR. That's PatriotMobile.com slash CR or 972Patriot. It's time we support companies that love America, love you, and love and share your values. So, folks, I just wanted to say, this is where we're headed. We are at a very critical time where on the one hand, people have woken up 
to COVID fascism. On the other hand, it's still going on, and they have many more tranches planned. And as we talked about, God knows what they have in the pipeline. 5G is one of the things we did a show on. Who knows what they're doing technologically to us? But after everything they've done to us, I think it's a smart move to take them by their word. And simply voting for Trump so he can endorse more of these clowns ain't going to cut it. I'll tell you that much. But maybe we'll get to that more tomorrow, more political stuff. So anyway, you know, people know of ivermectin, they know of hydroxychloroquine. But as I noted, there's dozens of these drugs that are broad-spectrum drugs that seem to work. One of these was proxalutamide which is an anti-androgen. It tamps down the male hormone in your body. Um, Dr. Flavio Caragiani, we had him on the show twice. He's a Brazilian endocrinologist. So as an endocrinologist, he understood that, believe it or not, your hormone levels really um, determine how much ACE2 and Tempers 2 binding you would have because those were really the on-ramps for that spike protein binding. Those were the receptors that it utilized and especially with alpha and delta. And that's what led to most of the deaths, which is why, especially in the original variants, men got hit much worse than women, all things equal, and bald men got hit worse than um, than men, and then women with hyper-testosterone levels really, really got crushed. Well, last week, quietly, there was a study put out by Kinter Pharmaceuticals of 721 American patients, so this is an American study, even though it's a Chinese pharmaceutical company, that they received that, you know, receiving proxalutamide in the hospitals. Now, proxalutamide is mainly most of these antiandrogens are used for prostate cancer. Okay? Among patients with more than seven days of treatment, Six patients who received the placebo were hospitalized. One died compared to no hospitalizations and no deaths in the proxalutamide group. Okay? Amazing results. And, and by the way, so far, every study that has been done on proxalutamide, there's about four so far, there has been zero deaths ever recorded. That has the most promising action so far. Now, to be clear, Omicron is different because it doesn't utilize the hormone, the, the ACE2, so much. Um, but then again, it's not really deadly unless you got the vaccines. Then it is, evidently. But this is huge news. Why is it huge news? The, doc, uh, Flavio told me, Dr. Flavio told me that proxalutamide, th- that, um, so Kinter Pharmaceuticals makes proxalutamide. Now you might think, oh, okay, they're biased. Well, that never stopped us from mandating and paying billions of dollars for the products of Pfizer, Moderna, and Merck based on their studies and their studies alone. And here, by the way, we have other studies. I mean, Flavio did a study that found last year, randomized controlled trial, an 86% reduction in hospitalization. Um, Another trial published later in the year showed a 78% reduction in mortality, even among late-stage patients. Flavio will tell you he used it with people on ventilators. And that was for the gamma variant in Brazil, which is by far the most deadly of anything. A VA study um, by the commission, it was funded by the Department of Veterans Affairs right here in America, found um, sometime in 2021... I never talked about it then. Anti-androgens to be associated with reduced incidence and severity of COVID-19 among male veterans. Now, obviously, proxalutamide wasn't available in America. It's not an FDA-approved drug. But the FLCC did adopt, based on that, dutasteride and spironolactone, which are other forms of androgen blockers. And it seemed to work very well with Delta. And this was all stifled. Okay, but there's another point too. The reason why I trust Kinter more than I do the other ones is because proxalutamide is $11 for the full course. Okay, so there's not a lot of money to be made there. And according to Flavio, he tells me, at least in Brazil, he's not clear if it's everywhere else, but they offer to distribute it for free. Okay, so don't just tell me, oh, you know, they're trying to juice up their thing. Well, you know, we had novel 
new dangerous therapeutics and injections that we accepted based on the word of the companies alone, and they had billions of dollars to be made and already contracts with America. So again, folks, it's not just hydroxy ivermectin. It's proxalutamide, other androgen blockers, nidazoxine, metformin, avitadil, budesonide, fluvoxamine, phenofibrate, famotidine, ciproheptadine, methylprednisolone, all the uh, you know, NAC and all the vitamins and supplements. This was all shunned by the medical industry for a reason. So I'm not going to, I don't have time to get into the ins and outs, but I linked today, I'm going to have a column out on this showing how there was a similar drug made by Pfizer that's a prostate cancer anti-androgen, enzalutamide, and they there's now evidence that they put out a hit piece on it because had it been discovered that enzalutamide works, which the trial actually shows it did work, they have this crazy endpoint to it, but if you look at it, it shows zero mortality in the enzalutamide group. Enzalutamide is on patent, made by Pfizer, it's very expensive, but people would realize, well, wait a minute, I'll just pay 11 bucks for proxalutamide. So that's why they blocked it and went with Paxlovid, even though it was their own drug, kind of like Merck did with Ivermectin versus Monopiravir. But now you understand. The worst thing that could ever happen is for you to take care of your own health. If they want to control your body like a Lego toy, like, like a robot, the worst thing you could have is your own medical care. And that's why all these years when they're like, oh, we care about the poor and we want universal coverage, they didn't care about the poor. It was all control to consolidate because if you listen to Harari, that's why I prefaced today's show with his quote, and all these clowns think that way, you can't control people's lives and bodies if they have free and innovative medical care. And by the way, I just wanted you to know, we've been lied to, like I said on Friday, with so many other ailments, cancers. Oh my gosh. Do you know if you go to the NIH website and you type in their therapeutic search, ivermectin and cancer, tons of things come up. The first thing is colorectal cancer. I have an aunt with you know metastatic colorectal cancer, and I'm looking just last year, Google it, positive studies came out with nidazoxanide and ivermectin. Nidazoxanide is an amazing broad-spectrum drug, good for almost all viruses, all infections, and cancers. It's a wonder drug. The only, By the way, the only place you can get that in America pretty much is Seven Cells Pharmacy, it's not a paid advertiser anymore. Last year, late last year, we had them as a paid advertiser. Sevencells.com. It's spelled S-E-V-E-N cells.com. But the manager just emailed me today. Again, they're not a paid uh, advertiser, but my promo code, Daniel, is still there. And they said for Easter, they're offering this week a special 25% off. So, if, you know, if you want to check that out, again, I mean, the current variants, they don't seem to be problematic, but if you did get the shots, I don't know. I mean, they do seem to be a problem like, like we're going to talk about in a minute. Um, so you do want to go ahead and use that. Ivermectin, nidazoxanide, they also have other treatment, early treatment kits. And my point is they're good for everything. I mean, you know, this is not my parent. It's my cousin's parent, you know, but if, if, if I had a parent with cancer... I have a stash of ivermectin and oxide. I would give it right now, if nothing else. Again, I'm not saying we don't know. It, it, it's still nascent research. It's more in vitro, animal you know, studies. But we know they're extremely safe, and we've just used all these things. He may as well use it for cancer. But all these things, low-dose naltrexone, all this stuff, it is criminal this is one thing we need to push in red states. We need to allocate a portion, a massive portion of any state research into cancer and other similar similar ailments, into grant programs to research with uh, Renmin's clinical trials of humans off-patent, off-label, existing FDA-approved drugs. 
the solutions are all there in the universe as it exists. There's nothing new under the sun. They are killing us with this. The pharmaceutical industry and biomedical terror is the lead ship in the armada of human mind and body control. That's why this is the most important issue. And yet still, there is no emergency from the part of any Republican to actually fight the mandates. Oh, no, what do you mean? We don't have mandates. Really? The hospitals in your red state aren't denying kidney transplants? Yeah, they are. Medical facilities aren't denying entry of, of you know addiction or rape victims, mental health crises. If they don't get the shots, yes, they are. The military... Still doing this. Satanic. Do you know that a judge just ruled? You know, suddenly they say, oh, we, we could do anything we want. Public health and especially the military. A judge just ruled that the military can't discharge HIV positive troops. So you could have HIV and be in the military. But if you have no virus and you're actually healthier because you didn't get the shots, you're kicked out, even if you already had COVID. Unbelievable. U.S. District Judge Leone Brink- Brinkema said in a written order dated April 6th that her ruling bars the military from taking those actions against the plaintiffs and any other asymptomatic HIV-positive service member with an undetectable viral load. Interesting. So they discover viral loads, PCR testing foul, you know, problems when it comes to what they want. You know why? Because HIV, that implicates you-know-what agenda. See, these guys never make a mistake. They'll turn on and off that faucet with such ease. It's not like they'll establish a principle, oh my gosh, health, health, health. Well, okay, but then we're going to let in millions of illegals, the most we've ever let in during the pandemic. We're going to have the largest mass gatherings of BLM right after we had a shutdown. You see what I'm saying? It all is meant to accommodate their outcomes. That's what this is. But let's let's pay attention to the latest research. What is the latest news on the vax? There's a lot of things to share with you. I'm just going to share a few a few of those news items here. I mentioned this briefly on Friday. I want to delve in, delve into it. There's a pre-printed Danish study. Um, commissioned by the Danish government. But it's not just any other preprint put on a preprint server server. It is actually posted at the Lancet. So that's a pretty big deal to get that in there. Here's a direct quote. Based on the RCTs, randomized clinical trials, with the longest possible follow-up. I believe the follow-up is through January. So 13-month follow-up. MRNA vaccines had no effect on overall mortality despite protecting against fatal COVID-19. Now, obviously, that's, you know, Orwellian. It didn't protect against it. Um, and it's not no more, you know, no effect on mortality. It had negative effect if you look at any data point. But my point is, even in the Lancet, they have admitting that. Now, bizarrely, this somehow is designed to make the AstraZeneca vaccine looked good because they're saying it's the mRNA ones that had the problem, not the adenovirus vector vaccines like J&J and AstraZeneca. But be it as it may, especially in America, we don't have AstraZeneca and very few got J&J. So mRNA is almost the entire thing. And they are admitting, right, straight up. In other words, they looked at 74,000 adult participants in all the mRNA trials. And if you put Moderna and Pfizer together, as of January 2022, there were a total of 31 all-cause deaths. Okay, 31. In the trial group, meaning either Pfizer or Moderna, and 30 in the placebo. So a total of 61 deaths, 30 in placebo, 31 in Pfizer and Moderna. Okay? Straight up, we have... People's lives being destroyed to this day and Republicans to this day say they oppose mandates but love the shots. 
And then, of course, they don't properly fight the mandates because if you love the shot so much, you're not going to. But they won't look at this. This is straight up in the Lancet. All-cause mortality of those in the clinical trials. And by the way, those in the clinical trials were all very, very healthy people. And again, this is going with their fraud. We now know that people, it was unblinded, people were kicked out. So I'm telling you, if they're admitting it's 30-31, you know it's a lot worse than that. Because of the games they played with the two groups and all the fraud. This is working with the fraudulent data, by the way. We now know that every step of it was fraud. It wasn't verified. And by the way, there was a third, there's CureVac. It's a third mRNA created by a German biopharmaceutical company. They also experienced eight deaths in the trial group and six in the placebo. Okay? Now, they claim, how do they claim it works against COVID, but didn't cause all-cause mortality. So now, even if they're right, what that would mean is that it causes all sorts of heart ailments and other things. So maybe it worked a little bit for COVID, but then worked against you on the other things. They have here, um, among the Pfizer trials, there were two deaths in the control group and one in the trial group for COVID. So, oh, one to two. But the, but the number, we never base anything off of that. The numbers are too low. You can't have one death and two in the other one, five, it's, it's ridiculous. But that's where they're coming from. When they have, the reason they're able to write the words, they had no effect on overall mortality despite protecting against fatal COVID, literally, just so to know how dishonest they are, it comes from the fact that there were two deaths in the placebo and one in the trial. You can't draw any conclusions from that, but whatever. On the other hand, they did find a little bit higher numbers, cardiovascular deaths, nine among um, the trial, and six among placebo, in terms of non-accident, non-COVID deaths, but that weren't defined as anything else, like like heart or whatever, 14 among trial, 11 among placebo. As COVID-19 mortality comes under better control due to herd immunity increasing vaccination coverage, the impact on non-COVID-19 mortality becomes particularly important from a public health perspective. You think? Gee, yeah, now that we don't, that we know it doesn't do anything for COVID, which they refuse to admit, um, maybe we ought to look at the other side of the ledger, the, the non-COVID deaths that it's causing. Yeah. But folks, this is happening. There's 15 more Moderna mRNAs in the pipeline. And yet, some of these Patriot doctors tell me they've met with some of the most conservative senators. And they're like, I oppose mandates, but I don't want to be viewed as anti-vax. Like, what are you talking about? Open your eyes! you got to get on the bandwagon here. There is no issue more important than this. There is no issue more important than this. There's a fascinating, fascinating piece out in the, in the Daily Skeptic on New Zealand. I, I did some analysis here. I looked at what they were doing. I kind of looked at some charts, charts here. New Zealand is the perfect case study for all of time deracinates the entire premise of everything they've done. What was the whole thing? The whole goal, we said the perfect and ideal world, you would do an effective lockdown to keep out COVID until you get most of your people vaccinated, at which point then, you know, even if the virus comes along, then it won't do anything to you um, because you're, you're vaccinated. You have herd immunity from the va vaccine. If there's one country that did this, it's New Zealand. It's a small country. It's not well-traveled, even less so than Australia. It's an island. And they really didn't have COVID. They barely had COVID the entire 2020 and the entire 2021. Okay, didn't really start a little bit in the cases in November, December 2021, and then really exploded January, February, March. And the deaths started exploding in late February, March, April. is still happening now. So you would expect... Done. They should have zero deaths right now. Because before the vaccine, put, put it this way, put it this way. From the beginning of the pandemic all the way to November 4th, 2021. So that that's what? That, that's almost two years. You know, a few months shy of two years. They had 29 deaths in the entire country. Small country, 5 million people, but, but still, only that's nothing. 29 deaths. Now they are up to almost 500. Okay. 
According to the New Zealand Ministry of Health, every age bracket has achieved more than 90% vaccination, including teenagers. The only group that didn't is 5 to 11. Every group has 90 to 100% vaccination rate. And they have a 51%. I didn't check the booster rate, but it's 51% in the entire country, which tells you that the seniors who are most vulnerable likely will be you know, upwards of 80%. How is it that they're having exponentially worse? Do, do you know that 98% of all cases occurred after February 2022? When they're precisely after they were all vaccinated. Almost all the deaths occurred after March 2022. Okay? Right there, there's nowhere to run. There's nowhere to hide. This is straight up. This whole lockdown until everyone's vaccinated. They did it. They achieved it. They didn't have much COVID there. Barely anything. And yet it's worse now than ever before. And it's worse with the mo- the mildest variants they're not in the lungs now it's not cl- what they are i don't know i don't have an answer for you is it a version of SARS-CoV-2 that came about because of the spiking and the mutagenicity of the shots and it's affecting them worse because of ADE and original antigenic sin is it that it was lab released as another thing that has nothing to do with this variant is it not even SARS-CoV-2 anymore, and they're just calling it that, and it's just kind of the -the run-of-the-mill viruses we see, but because of the the VADES, the um, vaccine-acquired immune deficiency syndrome, VADES, these people are dying from it. Because BA2, from what I'm hearing, it's mainly a GI thing. It's like a stomach virus. It's not, it it really doesn't look like SARS-CoV-2 at all. Um, Omicron still had you know, trappings of it um, doesn't mean it was natural. It could be it was released. Folks, do you know, do you know that overall, if you take a percentage of how many people in New Zealand, and still, they're not even, they they haven't had herd immunity yet. 3% of the unvaccinated got the virus so far. 10% of the triple vaccine, 18 of the double. Because remember, it's worse in the double, and then now the trend lines, and, and they go, I'm not going to go through it with you today, but if you look at the Daily Skeptic article, they do a good job showing the trend line. It's going towards the third, just like we saw in the UK. First, the ADE happens in the double. The triple kind of juices you up for a little bit and, and kind of stalls the negative efficacy for a little bit. Then it goes even more negative eventually. So we're seeing the same thing as we saw in England. But what is so telling about New Zealand until now, they're like, well, Daniel, that's because the unvaccinated are all like the really careless people that don't care. So they all got the virus before. And that's why you're seeing, you know, all it's only the vaccinated that are getting it. It's not negative efficacy. That's what the fact checkers will tell you. Now, there's a bunch of problems with that. Uh, not the least of which, oh, I thought you didn't believe in herd immunity. So you're telling me if you had the virus, you don't need the vaccine. Oh, that's interesting. But this blows that up because here's the thing. Nobody was careless there. They do, they Barely anyone got COVID in New Zealand. They literally had zero COVID for two years, almost two years. And now we have data that even after the recent round, the unvaccinated have actually have less seroprevalence. So that's 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 a straight up sign that the vaccine is spreading it and causes it. And they knew this and they're doing it on purpose because they they get to have their cake and eat it too. They get to force you to get a shot that spreads the virus more and creates more immune deficiency, more mutagenicity, more viral immune escape so they can force you to get more shots. Because you are nothing but a robot and a Lego toy molded in their hands. But it doesn't have to be this way. And then you compare this against um, against Nigeria. 
Africa is the exact opposite. Most of them didn't have lockdowns. They never have no shots, like a few percent of the population in most of these countries. And yet they already have herd immunity, barely had any deaths, did it the natural way, and no problems. Yes, they're younger. Yes, there's no obesity. That is true. But still, even if you adjust for that, they're doing better than everyone else, even if you adjust for that. Why? You take Nigeria. I plotted out on the chart. It's unbelievable. Nigeria has over 200 million people, largest country in Africa, massive country. So typically a country like that is going to be much more prone than a land, than an, uh, far-flung, not well-traveled island with 5 million people on it. Yet they're recording zero deaths on most, most weeks. Now you might think, okay, and they have a 4% vaccination rate, no boosters in sight. Now you might think, well, Daniel, okay, maybe the virus hasn't come to them yet, and it will hit them just like it didn't come to Australia and New Zealand until recently, but now it did. Nope. Some of you might have seen it did make some headlines. WHO has a preprinted study out that they found that the true seroprevalence, the true infection rate, is almost 100 times greater than the confirmed number of cases in Africa. So that would mean that 65% of the entire continent had already been infected, but in West Africa, it's 76%. Nigeria's in West Africa, and Nigeria had the largest... It's, it, incidentally, Nigeria, of all the countries, had the largest underreporting based on their study. So if you do the math, I haven't done it, it's basically close to 100% of Nigeria got infected. Okay? Yet New Zealand is up to like 98 deaths per million. And and again, it's way under America, but all of that occurred after the shot, and they're they're, they're not done. They haven't achieved herd immunity yet, and likely they never could because likely you can't achieve it with the shots. I, I don't have the exact number, but Nigeria is something like 10, 10 deaths per million, and New Zealand's up to 98. And yet these genocidal maniacs want to shove the shots on Africa. For once, let, let them not be the guinea pigs, the Western countries were. Leave them alone. But that's that's where we are with that. But yet Republicans are still going on acting as if there's no problem with these shots. As if there's no problem. We have data on more heart deaths from them, all-cause mortality, and clearly they are not working. And by the way, interestingly enough, I, again, I don't think they're right about AstraZeneca, but interestingly enough, New Zealand actually is almost all Pfizer. So that that's where it is. But most Republicans still have not come to this. And they participate in the genocide. You know, there's another study out from Finland. Use of face masks did not impact COVID-19 incidents among 10 to 12-year-olds in Finland. Because in Finland, most schools actually did not mask. Some did. But in every other country, it was universal. I mean, every other country outside of Scandinavia. Those three, Sweden... Norway, most of them did not, and they really didn't have a mandate in most places. And yet, like we talked about last week, I, I was speaking to my sister. You know, I should get my sister on the show. She's a speech pathologist, um, and it was riveting what she was telling me over the weekend. She was like, you have kids now that look like they're Down syndrome. They talk the way Down syndrome kids would. Um, the rashes on their face, the, the muscle tone is low. Um, she really went into depth explaining the exact sounds and the exact way that the facial movements of watching adults, you know, help help kids learn. Um, it was unbelievable. And it's all out in the open now. And we knew this. We knew this from day one. We knew all of this. Okay, I didn't know the negative efficacy of the shots. That I didn't know. Um, but I opposed them from day one. But Republicans joined in on all of this. Let me just say this. There was never a state outside of the most rural areas in the most rural red states, and even then most of them still did it, that was not masking kids for a period of time, a large period of time. Even in Florida, it took a while. It took a while to get rid of it. 
okay? It was satanic. It was barbaric. And we knew it. And we knew they never worked. And again, now we have all the data on children, how it was never a problem for them. This was God's immune system. And and this leads to the broader point, my friends. I, 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 bought, I bought into the Kool-Aid like everyone else. I thought a vaccine was synonymous with cure and like, you know, we just need to vaccinate and that's what's holding back all these diseases and that's what got rid of it and they're all amazing. I bought into that before two years ago. And this has opened up my eyes. We've been lied to about all of this. Now, to be clear, this is not even a vaccine. This is a straight up bioweapon. This is a a hundred times worse, but we've been lied to. Now that we understand the way kids, God meant for kids to get diseases specifically when they're younger, because if they don't, they're going to get it when they're older and it's more of a problem. When they're innate, their adaptive immune system is better, but they but something that's new and you don't have adaptive, you rely on the innate and the innate, it's a straight line. It's the best, um, you know, when you're um, just born and it's straight line until death, it goes down. As, as your adaptive kicks in. But the innate immune system, the macrophages and all those killer cells, that's what it is. God designed that. And we tampered with it. This shot and that shot. And I, I thought there was nothing wrong. I'm like, oh, you, you just dangle in front of it a inert pathogen and it, it, it creates immunity and for you know no risk, all return. Why not? And this thing has taught me No. Even if you take away all the other problems, like, you know, let, let's say none of the other shots caused any of this. And, and most of this, I think, is unique to this shot. But l- l- let's just say the autism isn't true neurological, that it didn't, you know, damage people, which I don't think that's true anymore. But let's, let's just put that aside. But the biggest damage is the immune system. So we got rid of chicken pox. For what? For what? And the ones that, that, that were problematic, there's, there's no evidence that the shots got rid of it. Polio was going down before. It was a sanitation. There really is no evidence of that. But um, chicken pox? Who's to say that's not why we now have more shingles? And God designed that immunological ecosystem that you get something. We all recognize it with COVID and kids. You're, you're, you try to preclude in immunity from them, which was a positive thing. That's what, see, it, it says, you know, and thou shall heal in, um, in Exodus. You have a right to heal. But that means to heal. If there's a problem, you could heal it. But all things equal, God has a system that is perfect the way he wanted it. There are times where it will fall apart for an individual because he's challenging you. Sometimes that's your time to go. Sometimes that's your punishment in life for whatever reason. That's your your challenge that God gave you. So you have the right to look into medicine and try to deal with it. But when you're going to preemptively take an entire population and start tampering with their immune system for so many different things, what do you think that's doing? You know what it's the equivalent of? It would be like saying, you know, people get appendixes that, that you have appendicitis and they have to remove the appendix. And the understanding is it's we call it an appendix literally because it's like an appendage. It's like extra. But I think we all understand that even if we haven't fully understood it, clearly God has a reason for it, why it's there. So if someone's thing is going to explode, you got to take it out. But imagine if we said, you know, preemptively, we're just going to go and take out everyone's um, appendix. We're, ju- we're just going to do that. You know, it might blow up on you or something. Let's, let's just do that. That's what we did with this mass vaccination. So, again, I haven't studied vaccine injury, per se, on the other shots. But what I am confident about after learning about immunology the last two years is that clearly it is causing immune suppression and it's causing immune distortion of God's immunological ecosystem. And is it worth what benefits you think you may or may not have gotten from it? And that's a question that needs to be explored. You know, I, I've seen now recently there's a, a, a... This was there in plain sight. We just never studied it. 
There's tons of research pre-COVID on the flu shot of negative efficacy and immunosuppression. One of the first pieces of literature to come out in COVID was, was this DOD report that they seemed to notice in the military those who had the flu shot that year had worse outcomes with COVID than those who didn't get the flu shot. It was kind of weird. Like, you know, at the time I was like, whoa, that's, that's weird. Like, what is that? Now, I was always suspicious of the flu shot, um, even though the other ones I was all bought into, so I never got the flu shot. And I just thought it didn't work. But now that I understand, wait a minute, a leaky vaccine not working. Well, what does that do? That means that it's causing problems in your immune system. So there's a study someone sent me, infection with the seasonal influenza A viruses induce immunity to potentially pandemic influenza A viruses of other subtypes. We recently demonstrated that vaccination against seasonal influenza prevented the induction of heterosubtypic sub, sub, uh, immunity against influenza A, H5N1 virus induced by infection with seasonal influenza in animal models, yada, yada. Annual vaccination of all healthy children against influenza has been recommended. But the impact of vaccination on the development of the virus-specific CD8 T-cell immunity in children is currently unknown. Here we compared the virus-specific CD8 T-cell immunity in children vaccinated annually with unvaccinated children. So the measured who has better T-cells? CD8s, those are your killers. CD4s are the facilitators, the helper T-cells. Okay. In the present study, we compared influenza A virus-specific cellular and humoral responses. Humorals are like B-cells of unvaccinated healthy controlled children with those of children with cystic fibrosis who are vaccinated annually. Similar virus-specific CD4 T-cell and antibody responses were observed. So they claim CD4s, the helpers, okay, was the same. While an age-dependent increase of the virus-specific CD8 T-cell response that was absent in vaccinated CF children was observed in unvaccinated healthy control children. Our results indicate that annual influenza vaccination is effective against seasonal influenza. Okay, they have to throw that in there. But hampers the development of virus-specific CD8 T-cell responses. Folks, this, this was always there. Him, could you imagine if you had a study, hey, um, we got flu for the kids. You get natural infection, it will convey immunity. Now, let's say the, the vaccine would prevent it, which everyone knows. This season, it was out in the public. They, they said, like, yeah, it, it didn't work this year. But even if it did work, you're going to hamper children's God-given CD8 T-cells? Those are your Navy SEALs. Okay? It's like offering a transgender military brigade instead of your Navy SEALs. Like, I'm going to take out your Navy SEALs, but here's uh, some tranny uh, CRT um, toxic masculinity studies soldiers. That's what you're doing, the equivalent to your, your, your immunomilitary in your, in, in your body. Folks, this is all part of what Hariri, Harari, Hariri, whatever you pronounce his stupid name, what he said. We are basically learning to produce bodies and minds. They mean it literally. And they've been doing this for quite some time. So if we know we've been lied to to this degree, who's to say the other much vaunted shots aren't doing similar things? Now, we do know the science that respiratory viruses are particularly bad candidates for vaccines. But who's to say? Could I look you in the eye and say, oh, no, no, no. this is just COVID and then and, and, and that, maybe the, the, the flu vaccine, but the other ones, the MMR, the, the, the diphtheria, pertussis, uh, meningitis, that, that, that just pure as the wind-driven snow. I can't tell you that. I put a moratorium on all shots with my kids. Unfortunately, with most of them, it's too late. But open your mind, stupid Republicans. You can't just be 
Ew, that's iwi. That's iwi. I don't want to be a racist. I don't want to be anti-vaxxer. Speak intelligently. I, I could say I truly arrived at this with the most open mind you could ever have. Like an idiot, there was a measles outbreak right before COVID, like a year before COVID in Maryland. They were telling people of my age group, you might not have gotten two, you might have only gotten one, so you need a, a booster. Like an idiot, I actually went out and got it. And then, lo and behold, when eventually we got our medical re- records recently, I looked and indeed I did have two. So I have three of those freaking things in my body. Okay, but that's where I was. I was like, yeah, you know, vaccine, that's what's holding it back. That's why, otherwise it would just like come. It would, it would like come out of nowhere. It was all a scam. I'm not going to make that mistake again. This is utterly disgusting. We are nothing but but pure guinea pigs. And then, and then as people get injured by it, they get treated like garbage because you are inconvenient. There's two things they don't like. They don't like people treating COVID and they don't like people treating vaccine injury. There's a story out about um, Amanda Damien. She was injured by the shot. She was one of the organizers of yesterday's rally in uh, L.A. She had a seizure uh, shortly after midnight on April 8th. I'm assuming that's April 8th, 2021. She was taken by ambulance to Adventist Health Glendale Hospital. Um, And she had a nurse with her, traveling with her. And they wouldn't allow the nurse into the ambulance. And when Amanda was admitted, they wouldn't allow her in the in the room. The reason why she had a nurse with her is because she already had a pick, a pick line installed. And and the nurse was helping her. So she was injured, but I guess she needed to go into the hospital again. The attending nurse was told to insert an IV into Amanda, even though she already had a pick line. When Amanda called her doctor to protest and her doctor agreed that it was not appropriate, the attending doctor told Amanda's doctor this is no longer a productive conversation and returned the phone to Amanda. Amanda then requested to be released against medical advice and returned to the hotel. The hospital plans to bill her for a visit, even though they never touched her. It's going on everywhere. One more story I just want to share with you. Um, Peter Doshi, he is Associate Professor of Pharmaceutical Health at University of Maryland School of Pharmacy, but he's also the Senior Editor of the British Medical Journal. Um, and he's like the only one in medical academia that's, that's speaking out. So this is, he recently said, he spoke at last week's committee hearing. They, you, you could wait online to speak and sometimes they'll take a call from you. So they took a call from him. It's all recorded. I don't have the audio in front of me, but I have the transcript um, and he talks about Brooke Jackson and Ventavia. Last November, the BMJ reported the disclosure of a whistleblower named Brooke Jackson who works for Ventavia, contract research company that ran three of the clinical trial sites for Pfizer's vaccine. Jackson alleged the company had falsified data, unblinded patients, employed inadequately trained vaccinators, and was slow to follow up on adverse events. She provided the BMJ with company emails, internal documents, text messages, photos, and recordings of her conversation with company employees. Um, He actually uploaded a photo. They had screen share on it. um, Shows vaccine packaging materials that are only supposed to be seen by unblinded unblinded staff, but they were left out. He actually produced a lot of this evidence. So you might think Brooke Jackson is just a you know disgruntled employee and unhinged. This is the editor of BMJ saying this is all there, and he's seen all the evidence. She shared it with them. And he talked about this. You know... And how, how important it is. And then he's like, this is Pfizer. What about Moderna? This is, this is the point he made. So first he said the FDA only inspected nine of Pfizer's 150 trial sites. <clears throat> the only nine of 150 had FDA inspectors. Not that I trust them, but even on the face of it. What about Moderna? One out of its 99. One percent. 
That's what he revealed. It's been over a year, but anonymized participant-level data remain inaccessible to doctors, researchers, and the public. The public paid for these products, and the public takes on the balance of benefits and harms post-vaccination. The public has a right to data transparency. But we don't because they think you and I are nothing but clay molds, robots that they can tamper with. Are we going to allow that? It's not about taxes and abortion and guns. I haven't changed my views on those issues. I'm just telling you, if you have a, you know these stupid Republicans, that's all they talk about. They are just as complicit in this. I can't move off of this issue. It's, it's, it's very hard. The problem with the conservative movement, movement is they, they're these like mindless one-dimensional analyses focused on shiny objects rather than a full amalgamation of the evidence mixed with common sense. So it's like one-dimensional. Oh, no, no, no. I, that, that, that's an issue I can't get. Uh, that's, uh, that sounds too racist. That, that, that's anti-vax. I, what? You got to look at the facts. Stop it. This is a movement we need. So we're going to talk a little bit more about politics, the political aspects of this later this week. We're going to have Dr. Um, Bean on to discuss. He was one of the greatest medical academics around, medical teachers, um, about the latest with vaccine injury. Um, A lot more, but I need you guys to send this show to every one of your friends and relatives. Please give us a five-star rating if you can with a comment on iTunes. Till tomorrow, God bless y'all, and thank you for listening.